0: Welcome to Change Nation, a program brought to you by First30Days.com. On this episode of Change Nation, Ariane talks with author and menopause expert Dr. Christian Northrup. Here's Ariane. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Change Nation. I'm Ariane, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Christian Northrup. She's the author of The Secret Pleasures of Menopause, and she's talking today about the change, also known as menopause how we can really embrace it, but also reach levels of pleasure that you've never actually experienced before. Christian, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thank you. So many of us fear menopause. Where does this fear really come from originally?
1: Originally, it comes from the fact that at the turn of the 20th century, in 1900, the average life expectancy of a woman was about 40 years. So for about 5,000 years anyway, which is all of written human history. Women really did die at the age of 40, and it was the end. So we have this whole second half of life, which is a relatively new phenomenon, and women are in fact becoming biologically younger at later ages.
0: I love that. So what are the right beliefs Uh, Today, in, in this age, to have around menopause. That's right.
1: Well, first of all, let me give you the research. And the research is that women in their 60s and 70s are having the best sex of their lives. And the other thing that we must know is that there is nothing about the menopause transition that decreases libido or ease of reaching orgasm. And I'm using sex very much on purpose, first of all, because I'm a gynecologist, second of all, because libido is nothing more than a measure of life force or prana, and it is your zoom-zoom. Our bodies were conceived in, uh, in pleasure. And... We continue life force by the degree of pleasure we allow into our lives. And what happens for people is they reach menopause and they come to a crossroads called grow or die. And if you do not clean up everything that is no longer working from the first half of your life, you are far more likely to begin to have chronic degenerative diseases, diabetes, arthritis, high blood pressure, Cancer, this kind of thing. On the other hand, if you have the courage to reinvent yourself, you will find that physiologically and particularly in your brain, you have the ability to be more peaceful, more joyful, experience more pleasure, and have more fun than you ever believed possible.
0: So let's talk about what are some of those things from the past that women who are in this phase of menopause need to look at, clean up, So that they can fully experience the joys and pleasures that we're going to talk about.
1: Right. Well, the first thing that they have to look at is, are they over-nurturing the wrong people and under-nurturing themselves? Nurturing is something that should take place primarily when your children are under 10. It should not be the sort of thing that you keep doing at your own expense When your children are in their 20s or even 30s, far too many women are still doing way too much for their families and not getting anything in return. So they're in the martyr self sacrifice model, which is a very distinct and well documented risk factor for heart disease and breast problems. So that would be the first one looking at all the relationships in your life and the jobs in your life and seeing which ones fill your tank, and which ones drain your tank. And then being honest about it because that is what the hormonal shift of the perimenopause is trying to bring to your attention. The way that happens is excess estrogen gets uh, converted into catechol estrogens, stress hormones, that actually wake up the basal forebrain and the amygdala where all of the memories are stored. So the subconscious resentments come up, and then we blame it all on hormones. Oh, it's just my hormones. No, it isn't. (laughs) It's resentments that you've had for years, and now it's time to name them and then eventually move on to forgiveness. If you don't, it's a distinct health risk.
0: So let's just spill it. What are the pleasures that women can look forward to?
1: First of all, they have the pleasure of having... Brain, FSH, and LH levels, these are neurotransmitter levels that are exactly at the same level as when they ovulated in the reproductive years, when you were maximally receptive to cross-pollination, to being fertilized by others and being open to new ideas. So the brain has now reached this fabulous level of receptivity and wisdom. So you have all of the soul qualities you had when you were 9 or 10, and really knew what you were about. Nine- and ten-year-old girls have very good self-esteem and are very mouthy about who they are and what they like. And then you no longer have the hormonal veil that keeps you serving others at the expense of yourself. So what that does is it gives you the moxie, as it were, the mouthiness to tell the truth, to not really care what other people think nearly as much as you used to. And then also, because you know you're not immortal, you're far more willing to make a fool of yourself because who cares? And so you begin to have more fun. You can also rewire your body consciously for more pleasure.
0: You talk about something I actually had never heard of or or read anywhere, this concept of having more nitric oxide in the body, and I'd love you to explain it to people and, and also help us, where do we find it? Where do we go get it?
1: Okay, nitric oxide is produced in the body, in every blood vessel lining throughout the entire body. And because all the capillaries are literally right on top of every cell in your body, your body is awash in nitric oxide depending upon the amount of health and pleasure you allow in. So when you are doing something pleasurable, thinking even a pleasurable thought Your body produces little puffs of nitric oxide from the lining of your blood vessels, which increase circulation. It gives you that wonderful flush of health. Nitric oxide is increased by aerobic exercise. It's increased by eating dark green leafy vegetables and healthy food. It is increased by pleasure of all kinds. I use the the idea of sexual pleasure because when an egg and a sperm come together in fertilization, there's a huge burst of nitric oxide. At the time of orgasm, there's a huge burst of nitric oxide in the body. It's why when a woman is newly in love, she has so much nitric oxide that her skin looks glowing. She looks much younger. We all look that way right after an orgasm. Then even the near-death experience uh, with the white light appears to be mediated by nitric oxide. And then there's more. Nitric oxide is the uber neurotransmitter. A neurotransmitter is the chemicals when your brain makes that your chem, that your brain makes when it thinks and they include beta-endorphin, a natural morphine-like substance that's made throughout the body that helps dull pain, and then serotonin, prolactin, dopamine. These are the things that so many women are prescribed antidepressant medication for. But when your nitric oxide levels are high, by pursuing pleasure deliberately, and not in a default way by eating too much sugar or consuming too much alcohol. When you deliberately nail pleasure into your life, your nitric oxide levels will become naturally high and the body will balance itself.
0: Two follow-up questions for that. How do I know if I don't have enough nitric oxide? And I'm sure there's some people listening to you going, oh, is there a pill or a supplement I can take?
1: Well, yes. Uh, By the way, a good multivitamin, as well as enough fish oil will definitely increase nitric oxide, but you cannot take a pill in, say, for instance, like Prozac or Zoloft, because those things, by the way, though they increase serotonin, they decrease sex drive and ability to reach orgasm, so therefore you 've robbed Peter to pay Paul, as it were so. The, you cannot store up nitric oxide. It's produced moment by moment by moment by your lifestyle. So you must begin. It's a paradigm shift in how you think and feel. Instead of looking outside yourself, although you can, you know, go a uh, healthy lifestyle, a massage, taking a quick walk around the block, getting out in the sun a bit, taking some fish oil, that will all increase your nitric oxide but it's also related to how you think and how you feel. And if you have cellular inflammation and you are resenting and sick all the time and sad, you can be sure that your nitric oxide levels are low.
0: Is it something we need more as we do grow older? Is it something that really women need at any age? We need it
1: at any age, but if you watch a two-year-old, you will see that they are perfectly ecstatic playing in a mud puddle. so (laughs) they naturally produce more. And as we get worn down by the process of life and watching too much news on television, our nitric oxide levels tend to plummet. And so, therefore, after menopause, it's very important that you deliberately do things to keep them at higher levels. Otherwise... You will succumb to what happens to so many people in this culture, which is as as they get older, they get sicker. I I went to my um, tax accountant and he said, well, you know, you need to put away money because as you get older, of course, your medical expenses will go up. And I looked at him and I said, no, they won't. This, is, this doesn't happen in our family. My mother's 82, and she's driving her RV out to Arizona with another friend who's 85. She has no medical expenses. We don't do that.
0: Well, it does it, and it starts with probably what we tell ourselves, what we believe, what we let other people tell us is the truth. That is correct. I want to come back to this concept of pleasure. Mm. Is there a definition of pleasure? Is pleasure 50% to do with sort of the sexual energy, or is that actually something completely different?
1: I would say this. Sexual energy is the energy of creativity. It's also the energy of spirituality we have a spirit sexuality split in our culture so therefore we don't trust anything that's sexual and we think that it's unholy or that it's it's somehow wrong or bad and that's the first thing that that's a rift that needs to be healed in fact a huge study done by a colleague of mine Gina Ogden at Harvard showed that the vast majority of women over 50 have spiritual experiences during sexual experiences, the two are highly linked. But let me say this, when someone is complimenting you or you're feeling good about yourself, we know that you have higher blood flow to the genitals. So the first thing I would do is bring this area of your body back into your consciousness. It's why I ask women to think about their sexuality and, in fact, to touch themselves in a a kind of a a spiritual way to set up rituals of self-pleasuring to help them make the connection between their spirit and pleasure. However, if that's too much, then go out and look at flowers, pet animals.
0: Pleasure is anything that feels good. One more question before we take a quick break. For women who are listening to this who... Are married and maybe not having sex or not having as much sex as they would like, either by their choice or their partner's choice, and also women who might be divorced and not with a partner, who may be feeling bad about the fact that they're not sort of moving more into the sexual aspect of their lives now. What what would you tell them?
1: Uh, What I would tell them is they must begin with themselves. And let me just say, I was one of those women past the age of 50 who didn't have a partner, And I began with myself. I spent seven years reinventing myself before I was ready to attract in a partner. Remember, the feminine energy is yin energy. It's the same energy that the egg has, that it puts out a signal to the sperm, and the sperm swim wildly to it. But the first person you must fall in love with, the first person you must feel comfortable with, sexually, is yourself. And that is the only way that you're ever going to be able to attract in someone else. If that is your desire, there is a lover within. Each of us has a lover within. And you don't need a, a mate to take full advantage of the secret pleasures of menopause.
0: We're going to take a quick break. This is Change Nation from the first 30 days. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Change Nation, I'm Ariane and I'm speaking with Dr. Christian Northrup. Right before the break, you mentioned something about feminine energy and yin energy. And I think there's a real desire now for a lot of women to feel more feminine or access that femininity within really at any age. Are there certain things that you know work and and you would share with women about what that really means to, to refine that feminine side? Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. I, in fact, that's been the missing
1: piece. The feminist movement of the 60s and 70s taught us the need to develop our young masculine energy, and many of us did it to a T, which is why I was able to go to medical school and people went to law school and, and on and on and on. So we found work success, but many of us did not find love or sustainable love. That's because we forgot about our yin feminine energy. So the first thing is to understand that your desires, what you desire in your life, whether it is to repaint your kitchen or to get in touch with the goddess within yourself, that desire actually sends out a signal much like a chemical pheromone to the universe and begins to pull in that which you desire so that it manifests. That's the law of attraction. It's how the universe works. You must begin with romancing the things you would like in your life a bit, thinking about them, dancing with them, playfully delighting in the energy of them whether or not you have it. Then, to get it in your body... I suggest doing something that is ultimately feminine. Belly dancing lessons, uh, S-factor, pole dancing, uh, the art of erotic dancing. So many women are flocking to these classes. And by the way, they are for women only. Women being with other women will also wake up this energy. It's called Shakti, Shakti, feminine energy that creates everything and it's irresistible energy. So, being around girlfriends who egg you on. Remember that the term egg you on our eggs are what uh creates life and by the way an egg has the ability to take a defective sperm, mate with it and then fix the defects in the sperm.
0: Oh. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. I didn't know we were that powerful. We are. (laughs) Have you found any lessons, wisdom from women in other parts of the world, other cultures, in how they look at menopause, how they welcome it, how they deal with it?
1: It's fascinating in other cultures. The Kung tribe in Africa has no word for hot flash, probably because women's status increases after menopause. Women are felt to retain their wise blood. They become leaders in their tribe. Same with the traditional Navajo Indians in the United States. These women, because traditionally they have more status after menopause, they don't suffer because they're moving towards something that is highly coveted. In Japan, they don't have much. In China, not so much, although I'm quite certain that that will change as they adopt more Western attitudes and western diet and so on and it's important for women to realize that even in the united states some women don't suffer at all during menopause they don't have any problems at all
0: is there a particular emotion or range of emotions that you would counsel women to avoid or move away from these emotions that start sort of gnawing at us if menopause is present
1: well i really love the idea of embracing all emotions. And in fact, it took me personally so long to feel my anger and my rage that when I feel it at all, I know that there's a need I have that's not getting met and that perhaps I didn't even know I had. So I note the emotion and the strength of the emotion. And then I back away from it. And I say to myself, what is it that I need, because our emotions are our aliveness. And uh, Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, who is the author of Nonviolent Communication, points out that all human behavior is driven by needs that are either met or not met, and it is our emotions that let us know what those needs are. So typically, during the perimenopausal transition, the emotion of anger comes up but under all anger is sadness and grief
0: so it's really giving people permission to feel it all not feel that any of us are going crazy if we're in the midst of that no in fact I would stay with it as long as you need
1: to. And sometimes, if it's a primary relationship with a parent, like a mother or a father, who has perhaps been unavailable, abusive, this sort of thing, I want to give women permission to not be around that person for as long as it takes. Meanwhile, you keep working on forgiveness, which is feeling that person in your own heart. But you cannot leap to forgiveness before you have felt your emotions about it and have named the need that needs to get met and articulate that need to the universe. Because oftentimes the person you think needs to meet that need for you is not able to. And that's where we get so stuck. And that's why we often cannot experience all the pleasure that we could. If we expect, for instance, that a husband or a mate is going to meet our need for intimacy, for fun. Perhaps that need can only be met with our girlfriends, but we keep thinking that the man in our life is supposed to do that for us. He doesn't have a clue what it is we want. And we don't either because we haven't articulated it, and that that's the real nitric oxide plummeting relationship mess one can get into. But as soon as you know that the universe itself is really desiring to fulfill that need for you that's how it's set up then you just put it out to the universe and see what
0: happens dr christian in your book the secret pleasures of menopause right at the back you list i believe it's seven keys that help women unlock their sexuality and their their ability to experience and also attract pleasure yeah i was wondering if you could just pick pick a couple and share them for our audience yes uh let's
1: do four practice makes pleasure And what I want women to know is me telling you that all this pleasure is available when that's perhaps just exactly the opposite of what you're experiencing is a stretch. So I want you to be where you are and then push the envelope ever so slightly every day, bringing in a little more pleasure. We actually have to entrain our central nervous system to learn how to receive more and more and more. And then let's also do turn yourself on. Turning yourself on means paying attention to the people, the places, the things, the feelings, the strokes that actually increase your nitric oxide. You can turn yourself on, believe it or not, by putting one hand uh, on your low heart, your genitals, as it were, one hand on your high heart, and then breathing the energy of the heart down into the low heart, and then breathing the vitality of the low heart up into your hand. And you can actually practice this and feel the blood flow increasing to both areas of the body. So it takes practice like any discipline, like Pilates, like yoga. It takes turning your attention deliberately to those things that feel better it's much easier by the way to simply complain and be part of the problem like the rest of the world is however we each have the ability to live a life of unlimited pleasure that is how the physical body is set up
0: Of it I think that's a perfect place to end Dr. Christian Northrup thank you for being on the show all right real pleasure thank you for more information about Dr. Christiane Northrup her book her works um, please visit her website at www.drnorthrup.com you've been listening to Change Nation a show from the first 30 days for more interesting interviews with fascinating experts please visit us on the web at first30days.com thanks for listening